Good evening. My name is Mike Murley, and welcome to WPKN's Mic Check. In just a few moments, I will be rebroadcasting my December 16th, 2018 interview with Donnie Simmons and Sade Billy, who were residents of New Haven and organizers with the Housing Not Jails Collective in New Haven. I had gotten to know both of them really well, and and then we had fallen out of touch the past few years, and I was devastated to learn that Sade passed away on January 27th, and I learned earlier today that Donnie passed away earlier this week. Please keep Donnie and Sade and their families, friends, and community in your thoughts and prayers, and immediately following will be the Ralph Nader Radio Hour, followed by Cool Blues and Rare Records with Al Bell, so please stay tuned for both of those programs as well. And thank you for listening. Rest in peace, Donnie Simmons and Sade Billy. I'm honored to welcome tonight's guests. Joining me over the phone right now, from New Haven, Donnie and Sade of the Housing Not Jails Collective, who have a rally and press conference coming up tomorrow at 12 p.m. in front of City Hall in New Haven. Donnie and Sade, welcome to Mike Check. Good evening. Thank you for having us. Thanks for uh, for joining me tonight and uh, and calling in from New Haven. So, Donnie and Sade, um, first, could you start off by explaining what the Housing Not Jails Collective is? So, um, the Housing Not Jails Collective is a group of members that have experienced homelessness or are currently experiencing homelessness. And um, we just get together and help each other and give feedback on what we've been going through and how we can better fight these issues within the um, city and the state on how to um, demand our rights and um, just how people respect our rights as homeless people. You know, we, we're still human. We still have the same rights that other people have. We just want other people to understand that and to respect that. How long have you and Donnie been involved in the Housing Not Jails Collective? So before I got with Donnie, I was um, in it a little bit, but then I fell back because something happened in my personal life. And then when me and Donnie hooked up, we um, got back involved with Housing Not Jails together. And it's been, let's see, since September. Not even, not yet. Donnie and Sade, how long have you two been homeless in New Haven? I've been homeless for over a year now. And I got homeless since I came from being incarcerated. And Sade, you've been homeless since... I've been homeless since 2016 in New Haven. Since 2016 in New Haven, once you came from being down south. You both have talked a lot about being being criminalized uh, just for being homeless. And so whatever you're comfortable sharing, um, I just think it's really powerful to get to to hear hear your stories and hear in your words like what you've been through. Um, Donnie, you could go first if you want. Sure thing, Mike. Um, I've been criminalized not only being on the green. I've been on the green in New Haven, and I got tickets for having a shopping cart on the green. Um, basically, they couldn't prove that there was a fight that happened, and... They wanted to retaliate on us, on me, so they gave me the ticket. I also been stopped by the cops and searched just for being homeless. And it's it's very it's very harassing by them because every day we get stopped and just say, "Okay, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing?" There's times that we've been on the green, 
We've been sitting on the bench and we're told just to move along because we've been on the green too long. He's sitting in the bench. And it's not fair to me. It's not fair to anybody else that's homeless. I know as far as society, I know the season being criminalized too. Well, um, me personally, um, I don't remember anything from this day, what happened this day in particular, but I apparently had a seizure on the New Haven Green, and um, I was ticketed for public disturbance. All I remember is waking up in the hospital and um, finding a ticket and my belongings as I was getting dressed. So, and I don't remember anything from that day except waking up in the hospital and then going to Donnie's job and asking him how I received the ticket, and he didn't even know. So, you know, it, it, that's one of the major things that, you know, it's hard for me to let go of because how, does, how do they criminalize you for having a medical issue, you know, and how do you receive a ticket because there's something medically wrong? You know, and it, it bothers me. It, it really does. I can just imagine how many other people have medical issues and they get ticketed or get carted off to jail because something's happening to them that they cannot help, you know? That's ridiculous. Like you said, just having a medical issue will will lead to something like that. Or, you know, Donnie, like you said, being on the green for too long, like where are people supposed to go? So, yeah, to be harassed like that, there's no excuse for that. I, too, received a ticket for having a shopping cart on the green. They wrote the tickets as motor vehicle on the sidewalk. And um, to, for one, shopping carts sure don't have a motor, and I could have sworn it wasn't a vehicle. So, you know, for for them to write tickets like that, and I, I believe I got the ticket for the shopping cart because they'd given Donnie a ticket for having a shopping cart on the green and we're a couple. And um, just to go off and have more harassment happen because of something they couldn't prove that happened with him and another person, you know, um, and for me to be criminalized because my fiance, like, because they couldn't prove that something happened with him. It, it, it was another reason, you know, that 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 really upsets me. Like, you can't take me and hurt me or criminalize me because you want to criminalize my fiancé. That's not right. I'm so sorry that you both have had to go through all this. And would you say it's a regular occurrence that you've experienced? Um, well, me and Donnie really don't hang out on the New Haven Green anymore. We stay pretty much to ourselves. Um, Donnie's a mechanic by trade, so he, um, whenever people call him to do work on their cars, that's what we do most of the time. I go with him when he goes to work just so I can keep myself out of trouble and away from all the drama. Um, life is a lot simpler that way. Um, we do have friends that have been criminalized. You know, um, one of our friends... Um, was on the green, apparently had left his bike across the green, and as he was going to <clears throat> retrieve his bike, um, the police stopped him and detained him. After a while, come to find out he's being charged with assault on a police officer, and he never even touched an officer. Another individual had assaulted a police officer, and they were looking for that individual, and my friend actually has a similar build to that person. 
And um, it was just a case of mistaken identity. But they swore up and down he was the, the person that had done it. And he spent four months in jail for it. Also, while they were um, arresting him, they clotheslined another friend of ours, stating that she was interfering in the police investigation. And um, they almost didn't submit the body cam evidence. And this friend of ours almost pled out to assaulting a police officer because there was nothing to prove that he didn't do it until they submitted the body cam evidence and it took them forever to do it. And then he still almost had to plead out because they didn't want to investigate the body cam evidence. You know, so it's not just us. Wow. So, so your friend was profiled and then spent four months in jail and then your other friend was was straight up assaulted by the police in that same incident. Exactly. Wow. I just want to remind everyone listening right now that you're listening to Mike Check on WPKN 89.5 FM in Bridgeport, serving Fairfield, New Haven, and Litchfield counties in Connecticut and Suffolk County in New York, as well as communities around the world via podcasts and streaming at WPKN.org. My name is Mike Murley. I'm the host of this evening's Mike Check, and I'm joined on the phone from New Haven by Donnie and Sade of the Housing Not Jails Collective, who have a rally and press conference coming up tomorrow at 12 p.m. in front of City Hall in New Haven. And currently, Donnie and Sade are telling their story of being homeless and criminalized for being homeless on the streets of New Haven. So Donnie and Sade, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for opening up and sharing your stories and um, and just speaking so powerfully about what you've experienced. I, I was wondering if you could talk next about the work that you've been doing with the Housing Not Jails Collective up to this point. Since me and Donnie have been back with the Housing Not Jails Collective, we've been working really hard on this rally. And I know at one point they had a play to um, show the things that go on in the homeless community and how people are criminalized and just the daily hardships of being homeless. Um, at another point, they had a fundraiser. That was for the other part of our collective called the CT Bell Fund. That fundraiser actually ended up bonding 30 women out of jail for Mother's Day. Um, so we do lots of things in the community, you know, to help people. And so you mentioned the press conference and rally that's happening tomorrow at 12 p.m. in front of City Hall in New Haven. And, yeah. And so I know that, that the rally that's happening tomorrow is to demand that the Board of Alders and the City of New Haven pass a Homeless Persons Bill of Rights. So basically the Homeless Persons Bill of Rights is our basic rights that are violated every day and some other rights that we should have. As, as far as, like Donnie mentioned, being able to sit on the green and not be harassed and told to move along. Um, you know, some people, um, if they fall asleep on the green, the cops will automatically assume that they're intoxicated. And when they wake them up, they give them a choice of either going to jail or going to the hospital. And... Um, you know, that that's another one of our rights that we're trying to um, not have violated on a daily basis. You know, if people are tired and we're homeless, we have nowhere to go. And 
sometimes we get tired and we fall asleep. You can't automatically assume that we're intoxicated because of that. The Bill of Rights we have is for use of bathrooms, uh, private space, be able to vote like everybody else, free, uh, free health care. For me, I've been um, experiencing seizures, and I've been to the hospital numerous times, and they keep telling me I'm not having seizures just because I'm homeless. And it's not right to just be treated just because we're homeless. We're treated with worse health care than everybody else. We should be treated the same. So um, another one of our rights that we're trying to get past is the right to employment fairness. You know, a lot of homeless people have criminal backgrounds. And just to be um, have a criminal background anyway, it's hard to get a job. But even more so because we're homeless, no one, people judge and they don't want to give us jobs. You know, so that's another thing that's hard about it. Their right to medical care and dignity, as Donnie just said, because he's homeless and they couldn't prove that he was having seizures. They just assumed that he wasn't having them and they discharged him from the hospital stating that he wasn't having seizures and nothing was wrong with him. Me, I, I need a knee surgery. and It's the only thing that'll help me uh, with my leg and they will not, Gail refuses to give me surgery because I'm homeless and only for that fact. You know, and that's not right. You know, they're stating that most homeless people don't take care of their health and they don't want to do surgery because it'll cause infection. But you can't put everyone in the box and automatically assume that because other people don't take care of themselves. You've got people that aren't homeless that don't take care of their health on a daily basis, you know, and that risk is there for all of them as well. Also, the right to personal property and privacy um, that's basically stating that, you know, if someone has their things on the green, the police can't just come and automatically search our things. That's our privacy. You know, it's an invasion of privacy for you to think that you can just come along and, and, and search our things just because we have nowhere to go. Um, the right to personal safety which includes the right to shelter during bad weather and the right to families to stay in shelter together. There are family shelters, but there aren't any where the men can go in with their families. And that's a problem in itself because some families don't want to be split up. And um, there's no walk-in shelters for women. Um, every, all the women have to call 211 in order to get a, a bed in a shelter. And there are barely any beds and shelters during the winter. But there, the men have two walk-in shelters, one which is seasonal and the other one which is year-round. They can just walk in and get a bed. But there's nowhere for women like that. And um, the right to housing fairness. Basically, this includes not being discriminated against by landlords due to homelessness or criminal record. So a lot of landlords don't want to rent to someone who's been homeless for a while or the criminal background, and that in itself is not right. Everyone is human, and everyone needs a place to live. You cannot discriminate against us because we're homeless. You know, everyone has their own story, and it's no one's business what made someone homeless. If you're a drug addict and you've gotten yourself clean, then all fine and well. You can't judge me for that fact. You know, I still deserve a home, no matter what the case may be. That's all I have to say. And Donnie, is there anything else you would want to add to that? 
there is there is it's an important thing to us. We all as homeless should have these rights. It's just a basic right that everybody should have. And it's not fair that just because we don't have a house and we're homeless living in the streets that we just automatically denied all this because a normal person that walks that sits on the green, they don't get harassed by the cops. It's the ones that are homeless that get harassed every day. And it's not fair. Thank you, Sade. Thank you, Donnie. You're welcome. For everyone listening right now, you're listening to WPKN 89.5 FM in Bridgeport, serving Fairfield, New Haven, and Litchfield counties in Connecticut and Suffolk County in New York, as well as communities around the world via podcasts and streaming at WPKN.org. My name is Mike Murley, and I'm the host of this evening's Mic Check, and I'm joined on the phone by Donnie and Sade of the Housing Not Jails Collective, and they're calling in from New Haven right now. And the Housing Not Jails Collective has a rally and press conference coming up tomorrow at 12 p.m. in front of City Hall in New Haven, um, where they're calling for the city of New Haven through the Board of Alders to pass a homeless person's Bill of Rights. And so Sade and Donnie were just speaking about what those rights are that, that they feel like everyone should be entitled to and that have been getting denied to folks who are homeless and living on the streets in New Haven. There's actually a petition at moveon.org. If you search for Pass the New Haven Homeless Person's Bill of Rights, and there's 10 rights in the Homeless Person's Bill of Rights that the Housing Not Jails Collective drafted. And so Donnie and Sade were just outlining those 10, those 10 rights from the Homeless Person's Bill of Rights. And so, you know, we have a few minutes left, and I was wondering, Donnie and Sade, if, uh, if you could... If you could say um, how people can learn more about the Housing Not Jails Collective and the work that you're doing. I know the CT Bail Fund is right on Facebook at CT Bail Fund. You can contact the organization through there to learn more about the Housing Not Jails. As far as people in New Haven that want to go, just look for me and Sade around the green or around. Just ask us about how to get involved in the meetings and stuff. We meet a couple of times a month for a couple of hours on the Fridays. And we'll be glad to bring you guys to the meetings. The meetings are open to anyone that wants to go. There is no requirement as far as membership goes. Anyone that wants to join us can. It's and, open to the public. And you you could also shoot me an email, and I can put you in more contact with the information if you'd like. And I have email. no problem with that. Huh? Which is Sade and Donnie18 at gmail.com. And you guys can email us with any questions you guys may have about the organization or about ourselves being homeless, and we'll answer them the best we can. Is that spelled S-A-D-E-A-N-D-D-O-N-N-Y? Yes. 18? At gmail.com. How would you say being involved with Housing Not Jails has has it changed your life? So me and Zani are recovering drug addicts. Um, we've been clean for six months and being a part of housing, not jails is a part of that. It helped us to give us um, purpose and something else to do with ourselves. Um, we wanted to be better people and live a better life. So we decided to get clean and become involved in the community and to help others such as ourselves. I know for me, it gives me purpose and it makes me feel like I'm needed. So, you know, and it, it makes me happy to put our story out there 
to the community and to let everyone know what's going on and how we are be, being treated unfairly and to put up this fight, you know, it's just, it makes me feel great. I, I feel better than I've ever felt in my entire life putting up this fight, you know. It, it means the world to me, and as long as the fight goes on, I'm going to be a part of it. And as for me, it's um, it's awesome to me because I'm really not outspoken, and now that I became part of Housing Not Jails, I speak more at rallies and press conferences about what is needed not only for the homeless, but as other important topics come up. And I feel awesome, and it is great to keep me from relapsing and using because I'm constantly busy supporting the people that need help here in, here in New Haven, and not only here in New Haven, but throughout the, throughout the world that are homeless that we're trying to, that we're fighting for. And it is it's an important topic to, to, to fight for. Both of you, Donnie and Sade, are not only powerful organizers, powerful speakers, but you're powerful leaders. And I've seen you at uh, so many events in the community. And, and I, I just keep thinking about how powerful it is that, that, this, that this work is being led by people that have experienced this issue and experienced these things firsthand. Um, and so, like you, like you both have said, you're, you're, you, your lives may have been changed but, changed, but you're changing the lives of others and you're helping other people. And that's so powerful. So, um, thank you, Mike. Now, th- thank you both. Uh, we have just a couple minutes left, so I just wanted to say is to close out from each of you. And Donnie, you can go first, but I just wanted to know what is one last thought that you would want to leave people with about homelessness? Wow. Um, one last thought that I want to leave everybody about homelessness is it can happen to anybody. It doesn't have to happen to just anybody down coming out of jail or just losing a family it can happen to anybody. We have friends that were multimillionaires that came, that lost everything due to a court action, or they pick up a drug and this is what happens. It happens to everybody. It's not just one race, one creed, one sex, one orientation. It happens to everybody. And it doesn't matter who you are, it happens to you. And I'm not saying it's going to, but I've seen a lot of people fall down and hit the rock bottom, become homeless, which is not right. And there's no, there's not really a lot of help for us out here. Everybody says call two on one. It's really not helping anybody, and it's not good for anybody because they've tried to put you in contact with programs. There's no programs really out here to help anybody because they're so busy trying to help the people they got, and it's really sad. And as far as me and Sade, I live under a bridge because. There's no other place to stay besides being at a bus stop with a bunch of people or on the green to get kicked off. We can't really go any places safe to be warm. There's no place open. There's no warming centers open here in New Haven yet. The libraries kick us out early. The train station kicks us out. So really, where are we going to be to stay dry and warm at night besides huddled up together under a bunch of blankets? Which is very sad to say. We are homeless, and that's what we got to go through. So basically, Donnie said what I wanted to say, you know, it could happen to anyone. Um, I don't like it when I see people find out that we're homeless 
or even if they don't know us, I, there was one person that automatically assumed that Donnie was homeless. He didn't know him from a can of paint, you know, and we'd never seen the person before. But you can't look down your noses at us. You know, we're still human, like I keep saying, you know, and we have the same rights as anyone else. For people to look down their noses at us is not right. And this may seem kind of vindictive or whatever, but, you know, sometimes I wish that it could happen to people that look down their noses at us and they could get a taste of what, how we live, you know, and then maybe they won't be so high and mighty. That's what people need to realize is that it could happen to anyone, anyone, you know, you don't have to have a particular story or anything like that. You don't have to live a certain way. If anything could happen to put you in this position, anything, you could live the best life ever growing up with a silver spoon in your mouth. And one trip to the hospital for an accident could put you out of work and have you out of commission and you'll be right where we're at, you know. So, therefore, you know, it's not good that people, you know, hold their heads high and think that they're better than anyone because no one's better than the next person. And that I think that's the biggest lesson that being homeless could teach anyone. And tomorrow at 12 p.m. in front of City Hall in New Haven is a rally and a press conference organized by Housing Not Jails. And it is to try to get the Board of Alders and the City of New Haven to pass a homeless person's Bill of Rights and that is, again, 12 p.m. tomorrow in front of City Hall in New Haven. And th- that is the press conference and rally by the Housing Not Jails Collective. Pass the Homeless Persons Bill of Rights Now is the name on Facebook. And there's also a moveon.org petition under the name Pass the New Haven Homeless Persons Bill of Rights. Shade and Donnie, thank you both so much for joining me on the show tonight. Thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you for all the powerful work you're doing. And keep up the, the amazing work. No problem. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Have a great night. You'll be blessed now.